I, I generally, when I see people having a lot of fun, I'm very curious. And so I couldn't stop. Like I, I knew to come listen would be wrong. <laughs> but I sort of opened the door and asked, like, hey, what, guys, what's going on here? Like, I was quite excited to, to find what is actually happening there. But there's a reason why I want to do this. And there's, there's something about voice and about us capturing something in God's heart that invites the Lord and allows him to have his way. And so I'm going to ask Lorna to come up and share some of just what happened for her on the weekend, but also what was just what's stirring amongst them as women, and even to have two or three of those who were there this morning to come stir the pot this evening. Are you girls excited about that? Chantel, you're right in the front. That's a dangerous place where you've sat. Uh, so, but uh, sweetie, why don't you just come share with us? Just what's stirring in you? What's happened? Because I think if you were there Friday night, um, you, most of you weren't there because only the leaders were invited. But from the word go, from the word go, it's like you could hear God had an agenda. And just the Spirit of God is brewing. And as we carried on, it's because what we were speaking about and the agenda of the Lord was coming that He stirred His way. And I was incredibly encouraged by God's purpose and God's pleasure for you. From Melpos, Joshua generation, I was just wow by what God has in his mind and his heart for us right now. What do you want to share with us, Vinny? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I did share on Saturday morning. I don't know if I can share much different from that. But So the weekend was great, and I felt like God was sort of setting me up for it beforehand because that whole thing of waking up, like I really felt like I'm sound asleep. You know, I'm going through the motions, and I'm partly there, but I'm actually lulled into sleep, and, and I just... And I think over the weekend, just like God waking me and, and, and reminding me of what he's doing and, what he, and who he is and how, like I love, Hannes, just what you prayed now about, about it, God wanting to, and Rob, your, your word about God wanting to introduce himself to us again. And because it's really, really about him and seeing him. And I feel like as a church, like when we've been lulled or when we've just fallen into a dullness or fallen into just going through the motions, I mean, who wants to spend the rest of our lives going through the motions? Like, how boring is that? And yet, we do that. Like I speak for myself. It's like I lose, faithfully go through the motions. Like we are obedient to go through the emotions, but like our hearts are gone. Like what is that? And I don't want to be that. I, I want to, I want to re, it's, you know, I think of in, in Revelation where you've lost your first love. Like I want to be reintroduced to my first love again, and it be a passion and a desire and a hunger and a reality that just spills out of us. And so, so I mean, all of that is working. And then I think, I think for me, it's just, and, and I think it's also just because of how I'm wired, then I'm always looking for, I think my tendency, maybe because I do counseling and stuff as well, is that I'm always looking for the things that stand in the way of that. Like, God comes and introduces himself, but we're so preoccupied or blocked or stuck or whatever that we can't hear him. And so I think for me, it's like, I've, it's like I want to become passionate again around us walking together and helping one another mature in our walk with God of removing the blooming obstacles that are blinding us from a, an alive walk with God. And, you know, so it, so it was the, the elders' wives got together this morning. You know, we haven't been meeting, and, you know, we, and why not? Well, because I haven't done anything about it. That's why. And it's like we need one another, and it's like I love these ladies, and, but I don't spend time with them, you know, and, and like, people in the church, like, I want to get to know you more individually. I want to find out who you are and how you think and what you love and what you struggle with. And I want to be a part of how God wants to work in your life as much as I need people to be a part of how God works in my life. And so, you know, whether that obstacle is distraction, 
You know, like, what is it that God, so I would say, so this is sort of where I land and what I feel like God is saying to me personally, but also even in just my call, is God wants to help us to disarm, disintegrate, work with the blooming things in our lives that are keeping us from celebrating God. You know, you know, for one person, it's, it's a distraction of Instagram, (laughs) you know, and the hours and hours or Facebook or whatever, you know, for someone else, it might be that voice in your head that just says, you don't count, or you don't measure up, or you can't do it, or you're disqualified. For another person, it might be unforgiveness that we aren't even aware we're carrying. We don't know how to get through. And the only way we find out these things is if we talk to each other and we acknowledge that we need one another to help us be free. So that's where, that's what I'm getting out of it. I want to see a congregation who's free, 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 free. I love God. And I want to be free. I want to be me. (laughs) And I'm not me. So that's sort of what's coming out of it for me. That's what I want. That's sort of my bent. That's what I'm into. And maybe that's one of my gifts, but I need to use it. So in whatever form that looks like. So does that make sense? Okay. Having said that, I would love to have, because, you know, like if we as leaders can't be vulnerable, how can we ask everyone else to be vulnerable? You know, and I think it's easy to sort of put leaders up there as well. They don't struggle. I mean, that is so far from the truth. And and so, I mean, sharing our lives with one another. I have, Grant just asked me, so I'm just asking you on the spot but some of, of the ladies from this morning, I would love you to share. I would love you to share. If you don't mind. No, it's <laughs> okay. Um, so some of what we shared was just vulnerably where we're at. And I think we, we all sort of agreed that there's a certain amount we're all willing to give to church life and to our, those around us. But there's a cost that comes. And that's what stood out for me from this morning was there's a costliness of walking closely with the Lord. And that's not just time. It's emotion. It's energy. It's actually following through with people. Um, and that's where the freedom comes is actually the long term. It's not just, hey, like, you're doing okay. It's like, what are you really struggling with? And then a couple of weeks down the line, have you made any progress? Like that long term investing in people. And then Lorna said, I think it was you that said, when we see the sacrifice and the cost that's been paid on our behalf. Time and like emotional energy is nothing. Like when we actually see God rightly for what he's done and paid for us, it's like, I'll give it all. So just that fresh perspective again, a realigning of hearts and vulnerability. Uh, and do you want to share what you, you shared? Just that, that loss that you felt. Yeah. <laughs> Might get emotional. <laughs> um, And it's part of being vulnerable, I guess. (laughs) I just shared that it's easy to relate to the youth girls. Um, And I know that the Lord's got me in a season where he wants that. And obviously there's struggles that you girls are facing that I've maybe walked through already. But a block for me is, um, what's the word? Disqualification when it comes to older women. Because I feel like I don't have the experience or the... If it's to do with children, we, we don't have kids yet, so I very easily disqualify myself in walking a road with anyone other than the youth girls because of experience. And it's just um, what we landed on was that it's, it's all by the Spirit of God. It's not, it's not in works. It's not in experience. And just shows such a crack in me as to what I rely on is experience and self and physical, not spiritual what is the Lord saying for this person? Because he can. He can speak without the experience. Um, so that's a big challenge for me is reaching out to people that I maybe don't have the common ground with or the relational experience. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's wonderful. Yeah. And the, and the thing is so many of us can relate to that. Okay? So many of us can relate to that. Chantal, would you share?
feel, yeah, you'll stay. Yeah? <laughs> um, I think for me, from the weekend, I felt like right from the start, just that God was saying, yeah. <laughs> um, you need to start training yourself again. And it starts with a self-discipline and um, self-control of your mind and controlling those thoughts and training yourself and exercising those weak areas. And the only way that I will get it right is because it's such a weak area and it's the self-control for me is so lacking, is just to put people around me that will fight that fight with me and to be vulnerable enough to put yourself out there and go, listen, I'm so weak with this. Would you, would you help me fight? And um, so that we can get going again. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Carmen? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure who else is here from this morning. Are they all out? Okay. I don't even know if I can make sense of it all. But if I think of the meeting, I can't uh, remember exact what was covered, but I left with a phrase in my heart that I don't want a wedge that comes between God and myself in our relationship. And I just want to recognize that wedge, whatever it is, and get rid of it so that I can walk in the fullness of Christ. And I believe that that's something God wants for all of us. And um, just with Angela, when she was sharing about, you know, the vessels, the one that prints itself, and then the one with the crack, and just... God, you know, it's one of those things I'm on, on the more of the insecurity side. And it's like I know it, and it would be nice if it was taken care of once and for all and never to have to experience that. But there is that little thing, but I thank God he's the one that shows us what it is. So we're aware of it, and he helps us overcome it. And, you know, just for all of us finding our place in the body of Christ and, you know, what he's given for us to do and that we... Do it in faith and not doubt ourselves in the, in the sense that when he shows us something that, okay, he'll help us um, work it out. And so that was like one of the things that I had to, you know, that I've been wrestling with. But I, I thank God that he helps us overcome. And so it's, it's, it's that thing of working that, that weaker muscle and making it strong for God's glory. That's wonderful. Yeah. And I, I, I just, if I can just comment, like, like no matter where we are, we, we, what I find amazing is God, God isn't looking for together strong vessels to, you know, obviously we are growing and we're maturing and he's dealing with us, but I, I'm reminded over and over again, just in my own life, that, that he, he takes our weaknesses that we can spend a lot of time trying to cover up or fix or make look good or whatever. He actually, if we can, if we can actually acknowledge them to the Lord, it's like his strength becomes made known and really glorified in our weaknesses. And so then our weaknesses don't sound so shameful, you know, and they tend to lose their power. <laughs> the more we can, we can work with the Lord and let him, he's more comfortable with our weaknesses than we are. So... Yeah, I'm just really encouraged by what God's doing in our midst. Sure, that's amazing. I enjoyed that. <laughs> this afternoon, you mean? Or? Yes, yeah, no, I stretched you, definitely. It's, it's important to be stretched. But it's, there's something about this work that God is doing that we really want to... Uh, encouraged, be part of. And I was just blown by, and I, I think the elders would echo this with me, but that God's chosen Malthos to show something of his redemption. And there's many of us here that have been in the faith for 20, 30 years, but there's something of him wanting to redeem the gifts and redeem those that have just continued to do what they've always done, stayed in position, and display something that's glorious, and, and a, a, a reflection of color coming out of us, even for the rest of Josh Jen. Like I don't know, maybe that's not surprising for you, but for me, I'm going, wow, really, Lord? 
And like I actually, like I, we heard the Lord saying this to us through the team, prophetically. That's His agenda with us. And there's just something really exciting about that. So let's open the Bibles together. I'm going to be looking at Ephesians 5. And I want to, just, I want to lead us back to worship. So I'm, I'm going to be reflecting on the weekend, but looking forward. So I'm looking at uh, Ephesians 5, chapter 5, looking from verse 14. Open your Bibles. That's quite important. Awake, you sleep. That is the word they gave us. Now, he's speaking to the church. That's quite radical. Now, when you sleep, when you're sleeping, you're still alive. Awake, a sleeper. I don't know what version that is, but awake, a sleeper, and arise from the dead. So when you're sleeping, you're still alive. But have you ever tried to speak to someone who sleeps really well? Do they hear you? Nah. <laughs> and do they respond? Or, um, no, they don't respond. And... You can be very much alive and be sleeping. You can still be going to all the meetings and doing all the right things and be sleeping in the church. It seems like, uh, this is a hard one, it seems like the Lord was saying to us that a good measure of us have been sleeping. That means more than half of us. Um, And it will be good for us to actually own this, that we have been sleeping even though we are alive. And then he says this, he says this, arise from the dead. This is the New King James. ESV says, awake a sleeper and arise from the dead. So in Bible language, when you sleep, it actually can lead to death. And if, if you look at the context, especially if you read the whole of Ephesians, there were works of darkness and things that were getting in the way of us being fully alive to God and being fully present to Him. And so he, he says, uh, arise from the dead. Now I wonder, have you ever wondered why he's saying that? I think in our context, what do you do when you've just woken up? <laughs> How many of you push the snooze button? <laughs> it's like, it's like you, you're saying, listen, yeah, I'm waking you up. It's like oxygen life came and there was something of God that woke us up. But let me, let me try and encourage you without making it heavy. It's going to be very easy for me and you to push the snooze button. It's like, hey God, great weekend. Really, I loved it. We loved, uh, we loved oxygen life. Uh, really good God. It's like, it's like, it's quite easy to go back to sleep. And actually quite nice. Sleep is good. It's nice to sleep. But this type of sleep, quite dangerous. So I encourage you, there's a reason why it says arise from the dead. It's a change of posture. I'm going to labor this thing a little bit with you. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's, it's an urgency to escape from something, even death. We see that um, then he encourages us to, out of this, Christ will give you light. So out of this, arise from the dead, Christ will give you light. Then verse 15, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming their time because the days are evil. You're not going to be able to get my version. Eh? Should, I, should I get the ESV out? No, it's probably, why don't you follow me? It'll just make it easier. That, it's, it's a little bit different. Um, and I just prefer this one because it's bigger, I can read it easier, and I, I like it. Um, something I want to encourage you with that has been a very sober truth for me, it's not easy to change. Talking to all of you now, it's not easy to change. Uh, change is difficult. We go back to what we were very easily. I've got this lovely thorn tree in my yard, and uh, I noticed she was leaning from the southeast wind and just, just completely growing the wrong way for me. 
So I said to Colin, who works with me, he's our maintenance guy, I said, Colin, let's, let's make a plan with this thorn tree. We're going we're gonna to push her straight. We're going to get some soil, get some rocks, stabilize those roots. We're going to make a plan. And we, we did it. We just, you know, we, we dug away some ground, stabilized the ground, put some rocks there, pushed her right across. Um, and it wasn't long, and I thought we'd done the job. But two southeast winds came, and guess what? She was right back to where she was. And there's something about when you've been trained a certain way. Chantel mentioned being trained. When you've been trained to bend by the southeast wind, it's not easy to stand straight. And so then I thought, no, this thing needs a stake. So I got Colin back. I said, Colin, let's, let's work the angles on this tree. So we, we pulled this tree, stabilized the ground, hit a stake in the ground and got a, a, a metal cord and stuck and held that tree in position. I watched her and looked at her a few days ago, and she's growing beautifully, but she's being held. She's, she's training herself in a certain direction as that stake holds her. Let me say that the Scripture saying to us, Arise. There's a posture that God wants you to take as you stand in the light of Christ. And then verse 16, for you to walk carefully, ESV says that. And the New King James says, circumspectly. To be careful how you walk, knowing that you will go back to your old ways very easily. It's not easy to change. I can only help you, even today, you can agree with me on that. And I, realizing that, I said to myself, especially leading the church, what needs to change in me? How do I walk carefully in the light of what I've heard? And how do I walk in such a way that redeems the time and pleases the Lord? So important. I was thinking, why would Brad preach what he preached? And why would there be so much presence on it? Because God wanted to get our attention. And one of the things he preached to us is, is if you don't train your eyes what to look at, you're going to fix your eyes on what you don't like in life, what's not working for you, what God's not doing, what is a disappointment to you, and when you see the church, you see the things that are not, and you don't develop your eyesight, you don't train yourself to see what God is doing. So he labored that thing that there's a call for us, and he used self-control as one of the fruits to be effective, to embrace self-control, to be careful what we look at and how we perceive, because how you perceive life, God each other is greatly going to impact how you walk your life. So he said to us, it's very important that you look at the donut and not the hole. Some other things he said was he said, steadfastness is very important for this church. Why? Because many of us are going through some difficult times. And he said steadfastness is being under pressure, being under pressure, and coming under the Lord and being in Christ and holding your course. You know, one of the things that I felt the Lord challenged me on out of this time was there's certain thinking patterns I go into where it's like I, I can see what's going on around and the, the crack or the, the hole becomes bigger for me. And so there's a certain thinking that I've got that moves me away from how the Lord thinks about something. So I want to be honest with you, when God said, this is my plan for Malchus, I was surprised. Why? Because I don't think like God. He, I'm not, I wasn't seeing what he was seeing. And so I had to recognize there's something in me that leans a certain way, that needs a stake in the ground, and for me to be self-controlled, to look up and to say, God, how are you seeing this and how are you thinking? That I might be part of what God's doing in the church. 
And it's incredible when a group of people think a certain way and perceive life a certain way and hear God in a certain way, what begins to happen. I wonder what the Lord is asking you to change. I wonder. Because He wants us to walk circumspectly, to be aware of how we walk, not as fools, but as wise. Yeah, that's quite something here. Yeah. I love that scripture. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand the will of the Lord. Do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. The ESV says debauchery. So there's this encouragement. If you want to be wise, if you want to know what it is to please the Lord, there's something about being filled with the Holy Spirit that's so critical. So even now, like we sense through the worship, Lord, have your way with us. Man, even now, it takes the Spirit of the Lord to discern that way. Little story quickly. Uh, I, was, I went up here in Spay uh, a few days, actually for two or three days after our weekend with the Varenas. And uh, there's certain family members that love to surf and brought all their surfing equipment with uh, and their wetsuits but didn't use it. Uh, and because of them bringing all their stuff with, the back of that Amarok was completely packed and there was no space for my gas burner. Now, a gas burner is something that you put it into the fire. It doesn't matter what that wood is. You can buy wood from Charlie's. You can buy wood from that guy that just started his business. It can be green as a green mumber. It doesn't matter. That gas burner, you put it in, and boom, she just makes coals. I mean, she just makes that wood turn on. Now, I couldn't bring the gas burner. <laughs> and it's been a long time since I've made a fire. And I do, I do uh, take an axe and take a piece of dry wood and you know, do the whole cliff thing and break a little piece of wood and make it small and get a match and get some grass and some dry grass and start to work with these little pieces of wood and dry grass and get a flame going. And what was interesting for me was that as I, as I put a little piece of wood down, the flame would sort of consume it and then move. And I had to sort of follow the flame and then get bigger pieces of wood on and just keep on building this fire. And as I was doing that, I was thinking, man, there's some implications here. Because if fire is like the Holy Spirit, and if we're going to do things differently as a church, you can't just throw the gas burner in there and put it on and make it work. And I was thinking, you actually need to build carefully. You need to walk carefully. And, and what worked in the past possibly won't work for us. And uh, uh, I had to follow the fire. I literally had to follow the flame. And if you read all the way through the Scriptures, the Holy Spirit is often connected to fire and oil. And there's life with the Holy Spirit. And I want to say to you that we actually just can't carry on doing what we've done. And if you're a community leader with us, you, you, change is going to be required. And if, if, if Mike and you and Stacy leading the youth, even if you've done well, it's like we actually need to follow the Lord. And we actually need to ask God, like, what do you want us to do? And we actually need to be people that are easily moved by Him and are walking in the Spirit. Because unless you walk in the Spirit, how are you going to obey Him? And, and to the measure that God can have your life personally, to that degree can you influence the church in such a way that's good. And I want to say to you, church, we need to follow the fire. We need to follow the fire. Follow the Spirit. Follow the life. <laughs> that's what God's saying to us, is be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. I wonder how many of us have even experienced the Spirit of God coming upon you. Where you know God is on you and He's speaking through you. That should be an encounter that is known by us. I don't like to use the word experience. 
because different people respond differently to the Holy Spirit, and often those who don't have that response think that I haven't got the Holy Spirit. And so some people shake, and some people uh, have a certain response to the Holy Spirit, but there is an encounter with the Spirit. There's a, the, the weight of the Spirit, and there's being full of the Spirit that's critical for all of us to be the people that God wants us to be. And we can be filled with the Spirit. And, and, and he says, I want you to walk wisely. Do you remember those foolish virgins, I think, in Matthew 25? They weren't wise. And so there's something about being full of God that allows you to be wise in God and to walk rightly. I don't want to lose you here, but I find, I find this, that God is like a gentle breath. And unless you learn how to be moved by Him, unless you learn to walk in Him and to, be, to, be, to know Him and to be full of Him and influenced by Him, this is all, it, 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 Christianity easily becomes something that doesn't work. And church is just this thing where you actually have to go through the motions. But to be moved by the Spirit of God and to know the Spirit of God, man, that is, that's Christianity. One of the impacts for me, I'm going to try and land on this, for me was the weekend, now it's Monday morning, <laughs> and the Verenas are in my house. And he's officially now on leave. So it's not just Monday, he's day off. You know, the, these pastors don't work on a Monday, you know that. So, so, so Monday is his day off, and, and he does work hard. So, I mean, he can totally have his Mondays off. But he was have, having Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. He was off the week. He was on leave. And I, I'm generally an early riser. So now we've had the weekend. I've watched him work. I've watched him labor. He's, and he's been with us. He's been with our children. He, they've been on the go, the whole thing. And I, I come down the stairs, and I notice the, the lounge light is on. I think the... Why is it lounge? And there's Verena, <laughs> sitting with his Bible, and he's in the Word. I thought, my goodness, you and leave. I like my mind I'm thinking, yeah, you and leave, my bro. It's like <laughs> I didn't say it to him. I'm thinking like, and actually, it's making me feel a bit uncomfortable. Like I'm thinking like. Because I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I'm not paid to to be good, uh, and I work on Mondays. <laughs> but uh, often, often on a Monday morning, <laughs> after church on Sunday night, especially if it didn't go well, it's like the last thing I want to do is pray. Like I just get in my car and go to work. It's like <laughs> it's, it's like it's like I know that feeling. <laughs> I know that feeling of like sometimes like after like a, a, a church meeting, the last thing I want to do is like talk to the Lord, and. Uh, uh, not the last thing, but you know what I mean. It's like I want to take a break, like do something, whatever. And there he is in the Word. And I asked him. I said to him, hey, Brady, uh, I didn't want to like, allude to like, our surprise or feel a bit uncomfortable. But I, I said to him, hey, like, I see you in the Word. And he, he, he wasn't, there wasn't a teaching moment. or he, he was just being himself. He said to me, if I don't keep rhythm with the Lord. And, and he said, holidays can be a real time of me losing rhythm. And I, I, I don't think, I, I think this is what we can lose, but we can also gain. I think we can imitate something out of them. And I don't think there's rules we can follow. But I think I saw something. I saw, he, I saw a passion in both him and Angela to stay in rhythm, to walk circumspectly, to walk in the Lord to know what pleases God, and to catch the breaths of God. He said to me, when I came here, I did not know what God was going to do. I was praying. I, I prayed. I prayed. I prayed. One of them fasted three to four days. So one of the guys fasted for us. And he, he got one word for us. Now he was preaching three or four times. got one word for us. But he's staying in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. And so there's something about you learning, you learning to walk in the Lord in a way that you stay full of God. Your perspective is the same as the perspective of the Lord. You're, you're, you're steadfast 
Some of you are going through difficult things. You're steadfast in Christ in those things. And out of that's coming a joy because you see what God sees and you want to be part of the church. Now we, we have to build very well the next couple of weeks. Why? Because the fire can be quenched. And we can't take everyone on this journey at the same time all together. It's a hard part. We have to keep the flame. The ladies had the flame going this morning. They came out of that encouraged. Flame, there was life. I'm not saying that this meeting is not there, but man, we need to stir what God wants in this time. We need to stir it. We need to put those little branches. We need, we need someone who's going to help us find the flame. Put the branches. And, and it's, not a, it's not an emotional experience we're looking for. We're looking for God's wind. The flame. The reality. So to end well, let me just read these scriptures. So out of being filled with the Spirit, we see verse 19 says, Speaking to one, one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Why? Because our, our, we've been, our speech has been influenced by what we've seen. If you come together and there's nothing of spirit coming out of you, you're not going to have a spiritual bond. I want to speak to the girls, the youth. How are you going to talk in such a way Now you can still talk about, I won't say the word, you know, and you can still talk about that and you can still talk about, you know, uh, dress and all those things. But how are you going to talk in such a way that's going to bring God and invite the Lord to be part of your relationships? Guys, same thing. Like I'm part of, uh, I love surfing, you guys know that. And, uh, and uh, I, can, I was going to justify my surfing, yeah, but I'm not going to do that. Um, uh, but is there speech that comes out of me when I'm not in a meeting? Is there speech that comes out of me that God finds interesting? So we speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in our hearts to the Lord, giving thanks. Why? Because we've been changed in how we see things. And so thankful people are often a sign of people that have seen something that's not always visible. And so when you thankful, it's a practicing of the presence of God. Always, for all things, to God the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting, submitting to one another in the fear of God. I'll end on that. Uh, I had an interesting encounter this morning because I woke up at 5.21. And uh, trust me, I'm not a space cadet. Really, I, I've met many space cadets. I'm not one of those. And uh, I, I don't, numbers don't mean a lot to me. But as I saw the number, 521, I knew God was speaking to me. And I, I knew what I was preaching on as well. And I went there. I didn't know what the verses were. And 521 was submitting to one another in the fear of God. Ephesians 521. And so I just felt the Lord encouraged me. What you're preaching is right. I want you to do it. But I want to speak about that. Submitting to one another to one another out of the fear of God. There's something about a posture again, if we're going to find the Lord together, and I'm going to speak to the elders, and I'm speaking to me too. There's something about the way we receive each other, the way we submit each other, uh, including the wives. Um, Chantel, uh, I love what you shared this morning, or this, off, sorry, this afternoon. And it's like I could... Sorry about that. I could, it's like I was just going, oh Lord, thank you. And I could receive something from you and you shared something to us that we could receive. So there's something about us seeing each other rightly, respecting each other, honoring each other, that actually is about the fear of God. Why? Because God comes through us. So there's a journey ahead for us, guys. God wants to display his glory, Rob, through us. God wants to display His glory through those that are just normal Christians. God wants to display His glory through our togetherness. Mike Davies said to me, I don't want to be someone that you know, is black and white. 
uh, and I think Mike's actually the last person who's black and white. I think he's quite moderate in his thinking. But he, his sense was, if we go back to sleep as a church, this might be our last chance. His sense was that God is very merciful. I think God will be very merciful in the process. I think we can make many mistakes in the process. I think that we could lose our way but continue. But if we deliberately go back to sleep as a church, might be our last time. And if you think that that's not biblical for me to say that, well, if Revelation says that if you don't turn to me, you'll lose your lampstand. And the lampstand is fire and light and the Holy Spirit. So I want to say to you, I think I do live with a sense of the fear of God. And it says, submit to one another out of reverence for the fear of God. I, I, I do sense that we can't carry on like normal. What does that look like for us? So I feel as vulnerable as you are. I don't know the next step. But I do know Him as yet. I think together we can walk after Him. Let's stand together. Can the worship guys come to the front? At least I didn't preach you guys heavy, yeah? You're still, like, you're still reasonably light, which is nice. <laughs> it's a terrible thing when you feel that. Oh, Lord. So, why don't you guys respond to the Lord? Just where we are now. Not listen to the Word. But what would the Lord want from us tonight? I'll give you the mic shortly. I just want to know, what would he want from us? And Holy Spirit, we, we're so dependent upon you, Lord, and you've been mentioned many times tonight. Lord, we've heard awake. Lord, we want to arise. We want to arise. Lord, you, you called out Malachi. We want to be Malachi. We want to offer, Lord, right sacrifices that don't come out of something that's uh, what we are trying to do, but coming out of, Lord, you, coming out of something we see in you, Lord, something that's pleasing to you, Lord, being who you've called us to be. Lord, I ask for your spirit to rest upon us tonight. And sense the weight of the Lord coming. I feel that, that there'll be a strengthening of many tonight, even as we worship. Steve, I want to encourage you. I, 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 um, I move to say to you that the Lord wants to fill you with His Spirit. And I do believe that there are perspectives that the Lord wants to adjust in you. And um, I wasn't going to say to you just that He wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit, but I actually see, in with the eyes of my heart, I see certain things that are capturing your thoughts and your thinking, but actually where your eyes are. And it's like it's a recurring thing, and I feel like the Lord wants to, to shift a perspective in your inner being and wants to fill you with His Spirit so that there's actually a change in what you're seeing. And I, I see the outcome of even major decisions being shifted slightly uh, because you're seeing differently. And uh, I believe it's really critical that... Um, and I don't want to put a question mark on the big stuff. I'm just going to say to you that, that I, I feel like you seeing rightly, you're going to lead... Um, and this is coming out of my spirit now. Actually, was this going to say the Holy Spirit? But I see you leading your family um, more effectively because you're seeing rightly. And, and God says, I, I, I haven't forgotten you. And, and you're one of those 
that when I thought of this community, you're one of those, and, and I, I've had my, I've, I've, I've been asking about you, and I've, I've been looking out for you, and God says that, that who you are and your family and um, just how you, just where you are is actually important to me. And, uh, and, and even tonight, God says, I'm, I'm cleaning how you're seeing, and I'm, I'm t- my spirit is, is washing over you, and I'm adjusting you, and, and out of that you will lead, and it won't be a leading out of, out of uh, um, it's, it'll be an influencing and encouraging, and God says, my hand is upon you. I want you to lift your hands. My hand is upon you, and Father, even tonight, I want to thank you for this man. I don't know him, Lord. I, I, I know he's probably walked a long road here. Ivan, could you come and just stand with him? I think you probably would know him better than me. But Lord, let the Spirit of God fill him tonight. And Lord, I want to thank you for the value of who he is and Lord, your celebration of him and and your seeing of him. You know, often a prophetic word like that. uh, So I sort of just saw him a prophetic word like that is actually something in the heart of God for the whole church, simultaneously. Um, and so there's just something of the Spirit of God and the heart of God for us, for Him, that He's releasing over us. Um, you had your hands up early on. Yeah. And uh, I see the Lord encountering you, and it might be tonight, but I see an encounter with God for you that might last for hours and days. Uh, and, and there's a real, there's a real uh, God's hungrier for, for meeting you than you meeting Him. And, uh, and the Spirit of God, and I know you're from a Baptist, I think you're from a Baptist background, um, God loves the Baptists. <laughs> My wife is a Baptist. <laughs> and I don't mean that in any way with a question mark. But I just see an encounter with the Lord uh, for you. Can I carry on a little bit longer? Can you bear with me? Um, you know, there's, there's uh, so one of the ways that we're going to be fire followers and Spirit of God followers is becoming used to the way He works with us. And, and there's a sense, and I, you know, Lorna and myself respond to the Lord very differently, but she really catches the Spirit of God. But she's being tempted to look at how I follow God. And she has weighed her, her following in a lesser way, which has actually messed with her heart and has disempowered and not strengthened her. I want to say to you that all of you are sheep. And the Bible says that my sheep hear my voice. And all of us actually learn and we train ourselves, as Chantel said, how to be spirit followers. And some of you will, will, the Spirit of God will weigh upon your hands. Others of you will have a sense of your heart. You just know the Spirit of God's moving you. Others will actually have encounters with God where they can actually see God's presence on someone else. Others have different ways, different parts of the body encounter God differently. And we must learn those things. Out of interest. Whose hands are really heavy as I'm talking? Like I'm talking, you can, you, can, you can sense something on your hands. You can? Okay, I want you to stay where you are. Hold, hold that. But there's, and I want you to come as well, but I, I feel like I'm going to pray for someone whose hands are just like the, the, the weight of... It's, it's, it's very clear. You won't be confused. Who's that? Spirit of God, Spirit of God's coming on you. Okay? I want you to come out. <laughs> just, just come here. Come stand over here. I want you to, I want you to just look, look to the Lord. Look that way. Look to the Lord. <laughs> look to the Lord. Lift your hands to Him. Because God wants to do something with her. God wants to do something with her. Thank you, Spirit of the Lord. Many of us actually, our, our tears are often a sign of the Spirit of the Lord coming upon us. So Lord, even as I'm speaking now, Paulette, why don't you come as well? Come out. Thank you, Spirit of the Lord. 
Thank you, Spirit of the Lord. I see heat on someone's back, and it's on one side of the back. So I'm not going to wait long for that. I see heat, and I see the Spirit of God coming on someone's body, and it's on your back, and it's probably on one side of the back. I'm seeing that. Um, I want to say to you that, that sometimes God will, will even put His hand on you, and it'll be felt. So Lord, teach us your ways. Teach us how to work with you. What are you going to do tonight? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Okay, guys, I'm coming in now. Bodine, I want you to come out as well. I feel like the Lord's going to minister to you. Why don't you bring your um, beloved as well? I'm not sure if you guys are engaged or just boyfriend, girlfriend, but hey, you seem to be united. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to hand this mic back to Hannes. But we're going to respond to the Lord tonight in worship, okay? And again, uh, guys, you need to be sensitive. The Lord might take us deep. We might just worship Him. He might want us to praise. But will you follow Him with, with us? Can we follow Him? Let's offer Him. Let's, let's give to Him. And some of us will come out, and I actually want you to do that. If you feel like part of your next step is to arise, You've been awoken. But you actually realize, unless you put a stake in the ground, you're going to be like me. Man, I hit that snooze button without even a second thought. It's like I go back to sleep very quickly. I knew. I saw that tree. I thought, if I don't put a stake in the ground, Grant will go back to exactly like he was. That's my weakness. Now that I can sense the Lord's got thicker. So let's, let's come out. Let's, let's worship together. You can maybe find an aisle. Let's respond to him. Let's respond to him.